we were looking at each other the, the entire possession. I uh, was pretty much a pretty much eye fucking the basket ball, and uh, <laughs> you know he found me and, uh, and uh, made shot. Right, let's go to Dan Wakey. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just recovering from that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Of That's a Rap Podcast. I am your co-host Jay Rosales. I am not joined today by Dre. It's unfortunate that he missed out on this episode, but luckily I'm not all alone here. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yes, like you said, Dre is not here. But let's be real, man. The Oscars, the nomination, the nominations just came out, so that man is busy beyond belief. So uh, kudos to you, Dre. You got you got a lot of things uh, going on. So keep doing your thing. But but honestly, I just wanted to say like it's nice to talk to you guys. It's nice to talk to everybody uh, that's following us, and that's a wrap. We got some big plans coming up, uh, so keep us you know keep locked into us. Follow us on that's a wrap pod on Twitter, and of course you can find this podcast on all your podcasters. This is a Raptors podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. Jay, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, maybe we can kind of go one by one and see what we see what we can talk about with the Raptors and the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And the way it currently stands, I mean, we are recording this on Thursday, March 18th, as my children scream in the background, trying to go to bed. Um, and it's been... You were once a kid. You were, uh, Jay, you were once a kid. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I'm still a kid at heart. Actually, I feel like I feel like I'm a kid when I watch these Raptors play because I start throwing things and start screaming. <laughs> I, you know, I, I entered this season, I think we all entered this season with with kind of an understanding that, yes, they're not a championship contender, but mm-hmm. there are enough pieces in place and enough growth from our star players that there was a bit of an expectation level. And let's be frank, they have not met that expectation level. Mm-hmm. A big part of that was due to COVID. And as we've learned over the last couple of weeks, this now six-game losing streak, that it has affected the team to the point where the question of, is this even a playoff team is coming up? And the timing of this losing streak is insane because the trade deadline's around the corner, and I'm totally going mm-hmm. off on a tangent. But let's get back to the, the matter at hand here, and that is the Raptors are losing. They, yeah. it, it's unfortunate, the timing of, of COVID. We do know that Fred Van Bleet had COVID, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, just taking a look at the team in general, and you know, when when you're down three starters, that's not good for any team, right? And we were a bit spoiled over how the Raptors have been able to perform over the last couple of years because it, when when someone was down, it was kind of that next man up mentality, and the team would figure right. out a way to win. But it it just got to a point where it's not just that Fred was out and Pascal was out. And OG was out. It's that this is also a team that no longer has a Gasol, an Ibaka, a Kawhi, a Danny. So like it's, it really is now just, it has been for the past two weeks, Kyle, Norm, and a whole bunch of G League players, and they've lost six in a row. So yeah, I mean, where 
for you, Jason, I guess my first question to you is, where is the silver lining in all of this losing? So uh, there's there's quite a few, to be honest, because, yes, you're you're right. It, it is tough to watch a team that you love so much uh, go through something like this. And albeit it's they're not are obviously not the only team. The Raptors are one of 2017 teams that had to go through COVID protocols. Unfortunately, they're all you know, we don't know who else actually um, got COVID, but we do know that Fred didn't he was very candid in his interviews the thing about you know losing six straight you're right the raptors have been so good for at least five years that like now when when we see like a six game losing streak like holy crap that's a lot but it hasn't been that long since the raptors were really bad <laughs> let's be real last time we lost six in a row was uh 2012 i know josh Lundberg uh, uh tweeted out that tweet it was 2012 um and two players are still on the team since 2012. Do you know who that is? I saw your tweet, so I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, okay, so two players that are still on. It's Kyle Lowry and Big Cat. Big Cat Jamal McGuire <laughs> was actually on the team playing as a center for the Raptors in 2012. So it's it's been a while, yes, but but also like we've been so good. Think about it. We've been so good for that long that we're just spoiled. To be in a position where you're like, you know what, six in a row, 11 spot, but all in all, it hasn't been long, very long since we even won the title. So if you really want to think about it, sometimes teams go in these lulls, right? Silver lining also is that the team is slowly coming back to normal. Guys are finally coming back. I know I said this in the last episode that we're going to have to be patient. Once the full roster does uh, come back, we'll need to give these guys uh, time to get their berries back to get their legs back to get the rhythm back because think about it if you're gone for two weeks not let alone be, if you're a professional athlete we're just average joes and if we're you know bedridden for two weeks it, we we need like another week just to get back into rhythm these guys have we're calling them right after a two-week period to go back and be a professional athlete and win us a professional basketball games that's a lot to take in so i just want raptors fans to take a breath I know we're 11th uh, right now. There's still a lot of basketball to play. And if we get like a couple of wins in, in the W column, we're right back in it again. It's only, we only have to get to the 10th spot. We're just 11th, right? So I think there's a lot of positives. One that, you know, Kyle Lowry and Lauren Powell throughout that, that um, COVID period were balling out. Now that we have Pascal and Fred back and apparently OG is not on the uh, injury reserve list for tomorrow's game against. So he should uh, be back. He should be back against Denver, right? Or is it no? It's against Utah. the Utah Jazz. Against the Utah Jazz. Against the number one team. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough battle. But give this team some time. You, we needed to give them time in the beginning because they, of that two and eight start. They came back, right? The fact that they had to go through something impossible. Now we have to give them patience again. That, those are the kind of silver linings that I want to give the Raptors. How about you, Jay? Is there anything that you can take out of it, um, the, the, the silver linings, if you will? Yeah, and, and the first thing I'll do is I'll, obviously I'll start with a number, and that number is 56. Yep. 56, 56. Of the team of the team's games are complete. 56. That's hmm. like we're not even at 60% or 70 Like yeah. the season is not even close to being over. And as you pointed out, 
the Raptors only have to get in the top 10. So that's obviously not the goal, but there is a silver lining in terms of the timing of all this. So this is going to sound quite morbid um, and, and very negative, but uh, please, you know, try to bear with me on this. And I'm really trying to paint this in, in a, a glass half full kind of light. Okay. And, and that is simply this, is that if you contract COVID, which we are, I am at least presuming that most, if not all five of these players have, mm-hmm. then you're immune from getting it. Like the odds of you getting it again, are very, very, very thin within, I believe you're immune for it for about like eight months or something like that. So what I'm trying to get at is, I mean, if there was a time to get it, there is no ideal time. At least I got it now. Like, I don't know. It's, it feels weird to say, and I'm, I might even just ask you to edit that out. It just feels wrong to say. It's just <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is like they got their their injury bug, quote unquote, out of the way. And well, let's hope. Let's hope. Well, let's hope. You're like, right. That's 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 only a, a certain amount of players that that uh, contracted COVID. Yeah, so, and, you're right. You know, on in, in the coaching side, it was the entire coaching staff. But right. you know, knock on wood, you're right. If there was a time and place to get something like this as gruesome as, as it is it it would be now again you have only 56 percent of that uh the season done you have a lot of basketball to play and knock on wood if all uh, all things go well until you know the playoffs we could be in really good position so i know what you mean yeah and and, so, and the other end of that is is let's say that the raptors don't finish in the top four or five which is what we've We've kind of been assuming all season if they do finish in that lower end of the bracket look at the possible teams that they could face right the top three seeds right now are the sixers the nets and the bucks the raptors have defeated all of them mm-hmm. and that is even before we get into the fact that by the end of the season who knows what kind of team this could be how they could be gelling remember that for most of the first half of the season we were still trying to make aaron baines a thing as a starter and that obviously didn't work. So yeah. I feel like by the end of the season, you know, God willing that they're all healthy, that the Raptors have the ability to show that they are capable of, you know, competing with the best, right? And I think the next time that we're going to see a real test of that is that that quote unquote dreaded road trip that includes the top four teams in the West. Um, you know, near the I believe it's sometime in April. I think that'll be a good test because it's about a month away. By then, you know, everyone should be back and healthy and, and back into their groove. And mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good gauge of like how well the Raptors are. But I am personally not worried. Um, I, I think that it's it's a time when we'll, we'll start to see not only how are they going to do moving forward, but it's not a bad time to kind of reflect on what they've just endured. And yeah, as we pointed absolutely. out in the beginning, Fred openly admitted that he had it. Um, would you mind going over what he said about Not what it's all. like to have COVID? So he he was like I said he was very candid when he when asked about the situation uh, going through COVID and uh, he said quote I could feel the sickness I could just feel it in me I could feel it in my bones and my muscles and my blood it was just something that was taking over my body for a short period of time and I wouldn't wish that on anybody I'm here I'm alive I'm breathing. And I know that there's a lot of people that didn't make it through COVID. So, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to, to go out to them. Um, but he's just very fortunate that he is where he is today. So 
basically this is this is where I want to put it. to anybody out there uh that still thinks that covid is not real and those people who think that you know I don't know anybody who has had covid this is proof again we don't know fred van Vade, obviously but we know somebody if if you want to go th- you know that down that road you know somebody if you're a toronto raptors fan you know fred van vliet i don't think the nba is trying to tell fred to tell the the audience hey you should say this about covid because we need them to be on our side i'm going to take his word i'm going to take fred's word saying thinking that like this took a toll on him and i even think that i'm pretty sure jason tatum came out and said that there are a few days and few nights that um the effects of covid has still affected him during some games like having trouble breathing everything like that so if you really need somebody until it reaches like your your family or your you yourself then you're gonna think that is that it's true that's backwards man this is for everybody and i basically i i'm i'm very happy now, I'm not happy that Fred had to go through this, but I'm very glad that he took the time to to say what he what really happened. You know, like that whole time when he was in quarantine. I mean, I follow Fred on Instagram. I follow Fred on Twitter. He didn't really say anything. And then so two weeks later, when he was able to clear protocol, I know his uh, fiance or girlfriend, he posted a picture of Fred. And you know he was he was delighted, but he also looked like he gone through two weeks of quarantine. So like this yeah. thing is real, this thing is real. You know, like I, I wish Dre was here too to to because he I know that he's really adamant about like you know anybody who doesn't think this is real should really suck it. <laughs> but <laughs> I you know I, I'm telling it for for myself for for you Jay for Dre for all of us. If you guys don't think it's real, still please please take this seriously, man. You know, that's all that's all I'm just trying to say here. Yeah, no, and it's a great point because that that is the message here. And I think that, you know, I know this wasn't supposed to be a topic we were going to be discussing, but I'll quickly touch upon it. The NBA did release some looser COVID protocols for players that are going to get vaccinated because let, let's be real in the states they're much more advanced uh, in terms of vaccinations than yep. than we so are much here. So that in they're Canada. sending it over. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Over to Canada. Uh, I think Blake Murphy tweeted out that's uh, a big trade deadline uh, acquisition, <laughs> acquisition by, by Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Call out on we'll that. We'll give you a 2027 draft pick. Yes. Yeah. We'll <laughs> you give, give us that. a few million. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, vaccination. <laughs> that's great. Um, but but uh, the NBA came out and said, you know, if if any players are vaccinated, then there are some looser protocols, such as being able to see, you know, being able to go to restaurants and being able to see people like groups of like four or five without masks. And I personally don't like that. Um, and mm. that's mainly because it's the message it's sending. They're, they're not crystal clear on it. They're not saying that, like they don't outline that it the other individuals that you're meeting also have to have been vaccinated. All they're saying is you're vaccinated. You can see people without masks. No, that's not the case. You can still spread the virus. And I think this is something that is underreported or not educated enough to the masses. I think everyone assumes the second I get it, I'm I can go back to quote unquote normal. And that's not the case. We can go back to normal and be without masks and run about freely when everyone is vaccinated. And until that's the case, you can still 
spread it. So mm-hmm. I echo your sentiments in terms of trying to be safe and wearing your mask. But I also would like to extend that and say, even when you get vaccinated, continue to wear a mask until we're all in the clear. That's that's my only plea to all of you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you see like the in, in the stands, you know, you have fans that are going back in there. I miss going to Raptors games as much as the other person. And the Raptors aren't even in Toronto right now. So if we want to go back to that, if we want to go back to uh, being there for clutch plays, to for you know buzzer beaters, for Lowry charges, for you know b- being there to sing O Canada with everybody, we have to do our part. That's that's all it is. We can't have one person do their part and then have another two people not do their part. Then we're just going one step forward, two steps back. Everybody has to do their part, including fans, including NBA players, front offices you know, NBA coaches or what have you, everybody has to do their part. So whenever, you know, you see anybody who thinks that this is a hoax or this is a joke or or anything like that, just, you know, it, it, it's all about kind of educating yourself and trying to educate other people. But also, also, you know, you're not, you're not like forcing it down people's throats. You're also trying to understand other person's perspective as, as well. You know, if people don't believe in it and they don't want to believe in it, then, you know, they're, that, that's that's something else but for for now you try to do your part and i'm i'm just trying to say to everybody listen to fred fred is has said it uh time in and time out that like you know wear your mask and mm-hmm. he had he's he's contracted it and he has a family he doesn't want to lose this right so there was a lot uh, of emotion that i felt when i saw fred's responses and i was i was glad that he was he's been a spokesperson for that, for for the Toronto Raptors. But enough of that, uh, Jay. What's going on around the trade deadline? I know that the trade deadline is a couple of days away on the 25th, which is actually, like you said last week, Hal Lowry's birthday. Reports have come out and said that the Raptors are most likely not doing anything with Kyle Lowry. But does that mean that they're not going to do anything with the team? What do you think, Jay? Great question. And... You know, we are seven days out as of this recording, and I still don't know the answer to that. And it, there, there are two ways to answer this question. I can answer with my heart or I can answer with my head. My head tells me that Norm should be traded. Oh. He is... I Can you Norm, think of a time when his, his trade value was any higher? That's that's very true. And, and I'm so glad you brought that up. And Jay, I'm so sorry that I, I'm interjecting. No, go ahead. But... but Okay, if we're thinking about just just last last game, and I know we're very short sighted here, okay, but he dropped a, uh, a career high forty three points. The last time he dropped a career high was fifteen days ago. He dropped two career highs in year six. In year six, yeah. and forty three points, fourteen out of eighteen shooting. He is playing frigging magnificent. I know that last week that you said you basically did uh, apples and oranges to. Norman Powell and his stats in accordance to Stephen Curry's uh, rookie or no uh, MVP year. Yeah, that's incredible. So this his, if you want to think of it as trade value, is through the roof. Now this is the thing. I remember a time, and it wasn't very long ago. Much like how the Raptors losing streak, we were bad not too long ago. Norm, there was a lot of people, including myself that thought that if Powell went on a certain role, a certain streak, his trade 
value would go very high. But he's always had something, either an injury or that he was going through a drought. Or But now he is playing on an MVP level, albeit that we are on a six-game losing streak. But if it wasn't for Norm Powell, we wouldn't even be close. We would be losing by 20, 25, 30 <laughs> if it wasn't for Norman Powell. So, yeah, continue, man. Like, Norman Powell would be the, the highest trade value at the moment. Yeah, he would be. And it, it's it's hard to imagine, you know, trading someone of his ilk at this point in his career, right? This is the norm that we've all been waiting for. But the reality of it is that, yeah, he is in his his contract season. I, well, sorry, I don't mean contract season, but I mean, like, he has a player option next year. And let's be real, he's outplayed that by far. And that's great news 100%. for the Raptors currently. But in terms of down the road, he is definitely not picking up that player option. At $11 million, he can get 18 maybe up to 20 And when I look at the players around the league who average, I mean, who earn about $19, $20 million, you're looking at guys like Aaron Gordon, Malcolm Brogdon. You're looking at players that, frankly, Powell is just as good as. So mm-hmm. do the Raptors want to use the money? And I think that this is... This is what's going to hurt for a lot of Raptors fans to grasp is that this money that they have been trying to save for the offseason of 2021 was supposed to go to Giannis and whoever it goes to, and I'm referring to Norm in this case, it's going to be a dramatic step backwards, right? And that is hard for the fan base to, to grasp. So what I'm proposing is that, you know, if, if you, if you believe that Norm is part of that core, which I personally don't um it's also hard to figure out who that money should go to because if we were to let lowry and norm stay on the team and go to the offseason they probably could be two of the most sought after free agents right Mm -hmm. um and that that's hard to like i would much rather spend that money towards lowry because of what he brings on both sides of the ball and we can bring him back at a, a shorter deal. Whereas Norm is looking right. to get paid and get paid a lot and get paid for many years. Cause he's earned it with the, how he's played over the last two seasons. So all I'm saying is he's worth 10 million. You can construct a lot of deals around that to maybe not necessarily get you ready for this season. Cause let's be real. Like we, I, this is not a championship contender team, but it's, good to start thinking about the future and losing possibly Lowry and Powell in the offseason without recouping any of the assets you could have gotten at the trade deadline now is Mm -hmm. is really going to sting with the Raptors, especially with how the last two offseasons have gone. I think that Masai will try to make a play and try to do something around Norm because let's be real, like it's, it's I, I forgot who tweeted it out, but basically multiple teams are asking about him, right? And you can do a lot with that kind of deal versus what you've got with 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 Lowry, which is a a thirty million dollar deal. That's a lot to have to try to match, right? So um, the, the only yeah. thing I'm wondering though, Jay, is the fact that Norm's contract right now, I think it's at eleven million or 10 yeah, it's million, 10, 10 or eleven, yeah, yeah. So. If we wanted to trade, and I know his value is really high, does it mean that we have the Masai and Bobby that they would have to um, get someone of the same elk in the in in regards to the contract wise, or are we still selling high in order to get a lot of assets? Because if you trade, if you do like just a certain trade, 
I don't think you can just trade like a norm of, uh, 10 million for like, I don't know, uh, a $30 million contract or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, 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 the actual, now. yeah, it's, it works two ways, right? One is like the numbers actually have to match and, and two, and this is a harder question to answer is, is what your first question was, which was, what are you trying to get back? Are you trying to get someone of the same ilk or are you trying to get assets? Right. And, uh, if you're looking to get someone of the same ilk, then like let's just say a, a Lonzo Ball, for example, who is reportedly, I guess, according to his dad, wanting to get out. Uh, and that's interesting. Uh, I would love to have someone like a Lonzo on this team. However, it would feel like a lateral move, right? Like, yes, Lonzo is better defensively, but you end up with almost the same boat in terms of this offseason you'll have to pay him and he's probably going to command quite a bit, maybe not as much as norm, but he's going to command quite a bit of money. And maybe that's the kind of deal you make, right? If you want someone who kind of fits both where it's like, you can, you can probably afford to pay him more than you can pay someone like a norm who would be about 5 million more and get someone who's a, a little bit better, at least balanced on offensive and defensive. But the point I was trying to get at was um, it's, it's going to be, I think if you're trading him away, you're probably looking more at assets. You're looking at trying mm-hmm. to build for the future, whether that means going younger, whether that means getting draft assets, something to that nature, right? And and mm-hmm. like Murphy recently had an article outlining what routes he could go, right? And the the teams that would be going after him would be teams that are contenders, right? And and some of the right. proposals out there, you know, there's there's nothing out here that would wow Raptors fans but at the same time you kind of have to go in with it with the mindset of we're trying to plan for the future here and that's hard to accept when it was just last season when this team really could have made a a true championship run had they got by the Celtics in game seven right so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah and I'll just throw out a couple of the names that that he has in his article here um and again I, I doubt any of them will wow you but you know, when you're looking at the Nuggets, there's Gary Harris plus draft assets. When you're looking at uh, the Sixers, it is like a, um, I guess, a toned down version of the Lowry trade proposals we were hearing. But it would still probably ma- get you um, either Thibel or or Maxi and one draft pick, or both of those guys and no draft picks. Like it's just what just two of those items, right? Which again, not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee was in this article, but they've since made a trade. And I think that's my cue to switch over to topic to other teams that have traded. And that's the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks who have just yep. acquired PJ Tucker. Yes. PJ so, Tucker, yeah. Rodney Scrix, and a 2022 first round pick. Uh, for Milwaukee, uh, they they are sending over DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, and a 2023 unprotected first round pick. The so the Raptors are on a 16 losing streak. Yes, we could be a lot worse right now. We could be the Houston Rockets, who are on a 18 game losing streak. Do damn, I feel bad for the Houston Rocket fans. I feel even worse for Silas, who has to go through this in year number one. Year number one for Nick Nurse, he won a championship. So you're year number one for it for Houston Rockets. Uh, the new head coach that that sucks. So again, PJ Tucker wanted out. He got out. Now he's going to a contending team in the East. Honestly, honest, I don't. I, we haven't really talked about it too much in the group chat. I know that we we kind of threw out the name Peter Tucker to Milwaukee, but that's about it. What are your first thoughts when it comes to seeing PJ one in green 
in two beside uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo because I feel like for the past couple of years, Milwaukee's whole play was to surround Giannis with shooters, which they have done and they've done it successfully. However, they haven't really made it out of the playoffs. PJ is known to be a uh, you know a veteran presence, and he's a really really strong dude, and he has a really good three point uh, corner three point shot. But will he fit in with what they're doing in Milwaukee? What were your first thoughts when you heard PJ going to Milwaukee, Jay? Uh, I laughed a little bit, I chuckled, <laughs> and not nice. not in the they they've gotten better chuckle, more in the haha you you fell for it. Um, and and the reason I say that is I, this is actually a bit of a recency bias because just two weeks ago we had Michael Brown on here from the Dream Shake and he talked mm-hmm. to us about the Rockets and how much they don't like PJ Tucker and how little of a contributor he's been this year and how much of a drop off he has been. His three point shot is actually not falling anymore mm-hmm. and he is worse shooting at the rim than Aaron Baines, if you need a comparison. So when you take that, Andre, (laughs) so when you, when you think about like his impact, it's actually not where it used to be, but the positive for Milwaukee is that they do get someone who can back up Brooke Lopez. They do get someone who can come off the bench and provide some, you know, hard-nosed defense so he's Mm -hmm. not going to be in there to help the offense but i I will probably laugh when Giannis comes driving down the lane kicks it him out to to him in three and he misses time and time again but i'll (laughs) save that for when it actually happens um this could be one of those things where it's like it's kind of like a rebirth for him but again he's he's he is 36 i believe like i i wouldn't put too much thought into this being any kind of a game changer they also did sacrifice a bit of their depth like dj wilson's actually pretty good uh and i say that without being biased towards michigan alumni um dj augustine was supposed to be their backup point guard so like they're really sacrificing their depth i get why they would trade away the draft picks because they don't care about draft picks Mm -hmm. right now right Mm -hmm. yeah but it's it's that depth it took another hit and it was already pretty weak going into this trade it's gotten even weaker so yeah i don't know i i lean more on the and i i I know that i think that most of the trade grades out there are saying oh this is an a this is an a minus this is great i continue to be skeptical um yeah and then that's without you know my bias of of hatred towards the bucks i just don't think that this is going to work out as well (laughs) as it should yeah i i I kind of i tend to agree with you I just don't feel like PJ. I PJ is a good good player. I mean, like when he came to the Raptors, he was a pretty strong player for us. But again, he didn't. He he wanted to go to a contender, so he didn't. You know, he didn't want to be a Raptor. And I, I understand you want to go, uh, where the beard was. Maybe I don't. I'm not really too sure what Milwaukee is looking for. Like, is he look? Are they looking for more shooters? Are they looking for a defender? Are they uh, like PJ Tucker played center because they had to because they traded everybody away. So PJ Tucker was the only big man that they could play so i'm not really too sure what milwaukee is doing so at the moment i want to say tbd now the other one that i want to ask you about uh wasn't so much of a trade but more of a buyout um mm. the detroit pistons bought out blake griffin so he could he blake griffin actually gave up 13 million dollars to leave detroit to join the brooklyn nets and be with his buddy uh deandre jordan now 
again, this is not the Clippers of old. They don't have Chris Paul, but they do have Kyrie Irving and, and James Harden and Kevin Durant. But is Blake Griffin really going to make that big of a difference for, for Brooklyn? I know that, Jay, you've been like the, the number one guy when you're saying you don't trust the Brooklyn Nets because of their defense. Does Blake Griffin do anything to swage your, swage your decision? Does okay, so I think Brooklyn came into this um, situation where they acquired Blake for cheap uh, with three very glaring needs. One is a center, another is uh, some sort of a defensive specialist, right. and lastly, someone who can knock down open shots while Kevin Durant or James Harden or Kyrie Irving feeds them. Blake Griffin does none of those, so <laughs> I think that's a a pretty right. A pretty definitive no for me in terms yeah, of yeah. this being a positive ad for them. If anything, it's a locker room guy, I guess. I don't know. Like maybe it, and I was I was on the Confederacy of Dunks pod last week, and Anthony Hall made you know made a very good point there. He's like maybe he just wants to go to Brooklyn to resurrect his comedian uh, career because <laughs> the night scene's not bad there, right? Like he can. Get his yeah. comedy act back up. I don't know, but I he's don't... actually not that bad. He's what well, he's been on Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, he's, he's pretty funny. He's actually pretty good. He's yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be Lob City. Sorry, uh, the, the the night scene in Detroit is probably not bumping. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, probably like, yo, fair. get me get me somewhere where the night scene's good, man. <laughs> I love I love the LA. Get me to like one of the New York teams, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean. You know the Nets don't necessarily run New York right now. New York is also in the mix. Wow, they they actually have a playoff position, which is kind of crazy. All right, so that's enough NBA talk right now. We're just gonna take a little bit of a break. Uh, we were gonna talk Oscars, but Dre is probably uh, in the mix of it all, talking about Oscars. So we'll leave that at that. But Jay, I know you got something big going on Raptors HQ. So let's yeah take yeah a break. yeah. Let's take a break. Come back and talk about that soon. impression of dre that's actually pretty good that's, uh, I, I i was going to either say did you hear what kyle kuzma said about you know i effing lebron james <laughs> no i didn't hear it i heard you about didn't hear it, that? I didn't hear oh, it. okay i'll put i'll put it at the beginning of this show so everyone can hear it it's amazing well <laughs> 
welcome back to that's a wrap again a podcast by raptors fan for raptors fan you can listen to us on all your podcatchers to search of raptors hq uh you'll find us there under that's a wrap you can find us on twitter at that's a wrap pod we do this little rotation when it comes to basketball games on twitter we kind of interact with fans the entire uh game night so it's a it's a lot of fun myself dre and jay we all kind of take our turns and give your give you guys our personalities now jay you got something big going on when it What's comes big? to rackets hq yo you love brackets man you I love, love brackets, brackets. <laughs> i love it i love I that you love brackets. breakfast i want brackets, if brackets for breakfast, were breakfast. <laughs> 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 like, i feel like that's an office episode uh brackets for breakfast if you, I know that last year or a couple of years ago, you and Sean Woodley did this thing about Kawhi stay or he stay. And yeah. you, you kind of broke down of like what, you know, the certain situations that gave evidence towards why Kawhi would stay. Ultimately, he didn't, but it was <laughs> that with that. Bracket it was, was fun, was man. Hella fun. I, I fun. love the I, I remember the, the one choice where Kawhi kind of grazes the, the Raptors logo going to the locker room. I love that. <laughs> one. That was my favorite. Yeah. So you got another bracket going on, my man. Tell the audience of what you got going on at Raptors HQ. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, over at Raptors HQ, I, I teamed up this time. I teamed up with Sully. Sully's uh, been the master of like- the the HQ roundtable and uh, the curator of Valentine's Day Raptors cards. Uh, we are combining forces now to work on the Kyle Lowry over everything or the Chloe madness bracket. And Amazing. this works out two ways, right? We we timed this out, A, because it's bracket season in the NCAA, but also because of all the uncertainty, at least before we recorded this pod, about Kyle Lowry's future. And it was going to it was supposed to be two supposed to work in two ways. What if Kyle got traded, this would be a nice homage to him and pay tribute to all that he has provided us as the greatest raptor of all time. And then if he stayed with us, hell, why can't we still pay homage to him? So it was <laughs> it's true. The, the timing of it felt right. Um we do know that, you know, his time as a raptor and as a basketball player are closer to ending than they are to beginning obviously so you know we thought this is he's got a good body of work um of highlights and games and things Mm -hmm. of that that we could create a bracket so that's what we did we combined our heads put together four regions of all of the best of kyle the first region is the best moments the next is the best plays then we have the best games and finally the best quotes now, we are recording this on Thursday, and Sully and I are actually just finishing up the Sweet 16, so there will be only eight to choose from, or eight left in the bracket come Saturday morning. But uh, for the purpose of this pod, there are still R16, and I quickly want to run through them with you, and just to see what your thoughts were in terms of like which one should win each of the four regions. All right. You ready? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm putting you on the spot here. All right. All right. Let's do this. So uh, the four seeds that are left in the best moments, we have lifting the Larry OB. We have the players tribune, the, um, the home article where he talks Mm -hmm. about Toronto is my home forever. And blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. We have the uh, end of game six of the Eastern conference finals. You know, when, they were just about to eliminate the Bucks, and he did that thing where he like 
he bites his jersey and the crowd's going nuts and <laughs> that really felt like a him moment you know yeah yeah absolutely and and finally we have his pre-game intros so my friend oh my god that's choose hard. one to make it oh. to the final four i i, oh, I purposely okay. i purposely didn't tell you which ones were ranked one two three and four uh yeah i just wanted I'm, you to come at this raw like what do you think Raptor fans, I'm going in this blind right now. Yes. This, this, I had no idea what were what they were. Yeah. Okay. So let me just go through this one more time. One is the carrying, uh, lifting, lifting Larry yeah, B. right at right at right at the you know he's the first one to lift Larry O B right right at that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Two is the uh, game six. Uh, or yeah, after yeah, the end of Milwaukee end of uh, yeah, end of game six uh, against okay. the Bucks. Yeah. Number I know I know number four is his routine and number three what was number three again? It was the Players Tribune article like oh, Toronto is my my home. That's when he okay. you know just just for additional context for those who who are unfamiliar with the article, this is the article he posted in the Players Tribune to announce that he was going to re-sign with the Raptors. This was his yeah. old old contract when we weren't sure if he was going to and you know he I remember he signed it while wearing an old school Raptors jersey. Uh, I think it was Vince Carter's jersey. Um, but yeah, anyways, he, he put out this article to kind of say, yo, this is, this is where I'm at. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. leave. Anyways, this those are your four. Pick your, pick your moment. Okay. This is hard. This one is hard, bro, but I'm going to choose, uh, winning game six. Okay. In, uh, against Milwaukee. Reason being is because, th- okay. The Larry OB was obviously my, my first choice, but yep. the thing is that, we the Raptors have never gone past the it has never been to the finals, mm-hmm. and the the fact that the, the we went through a first going finally breaking that barrier of going to the NBA finals, and knowing that Kyle Lowry was the one who kind of he steered he kind of steered the ship. Yes, Kawhi was the captain, but Kyle Lowry was the one who kind of brought everybody together so when you see that gif and i'm getting shivers right now when you see, it, it, when you right? see the gif of right of kyle larry just understanding this one moment that they finally finally push through that wall those yeah. barriers of going into the nba plus this is it this is it guy giving man you're giving me shivers chance, yo. i got chills i got right? goosebumps i got goosebumps giving yourself a chance to go to win the finals we won the finals which is amazing but that feeling of even like just having the moment to go there was yeah. be- was even better than winning to me. All right. So I I would say the the game six game six game yeah six. sorry the yeah. Uh, yeah okay okay cool all right I'm Ooh, I'm not gonna comment on any tough. of this I'm not gonna that comment on any of this because I gotta I gotta do write ups on all these but uh, I, okay. I you know I I've got words for each of these so yeah good, good okay. choice yeah yeah good yeah, choice. yeah. yeah. All right, let's go over. See, you you articulate it better when you write it down, too. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to read that. Uh, Okay, we'll move over to the best quotes. So, the best quotes out of Kyle Lowry. One of them we have is, don't ask me no dumbass questions. (laughs) We have... I remember that. We have, uh, we brought it home, baby. That's his interview with Dora. Uh, sorry, Doris Burke after winning game six. Yeah. Uh, we have, we've called this Kyle the reporter. This is also after game six when he was interviewing Fred Van Vliet. Um, 
when he was sitting amongst the media and interviewing Fred Van Vliet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's it like? Yeah. How does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the final one is uh, UAC, baby. It was, uh, he was, (laughs) it was when he was side by side with Damar and they had, (laughs) Damar was having problems with like math. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it just, it just felt wrong to not have at least at least one demar related uh item in here but that was that's what that was so those are your four quotes don't ask me no dumbass questions we brought it home baby uh how does it feel playing with kyle and usc baby <laughs> i want to choose usc baby because that was so funny yeah because <laughs> the was like wait what, what do you mean four four out of five <laughs> <laughs> I think I can't. You know why I can't give that to Kyle is because the moment was Demar's to to yeah. like understand was like oh oh sh- oh shit and he couldn't really say anything after when Lowry was like you was you see maybe yeah true um, that's true so I think I gotta go with don't ask me no dumbass questions because because <laughs> that's like the epitome of Larry he's and- always been kind of rude but like rude in a playful way like you're not gonna change lowry he's been this he's done this for god knows how long and he's had to answer questions over question over question over question about the same thing every single year so at the you know but the thing is he's never changed Mm -hmm. so if you if you heard don't ask me no dumbass question in year you know year number one as a raptor it's that's not surprising either so i'm gonna say don't ask me no dumbass questions jay you know what i can actually give you an answer to this one um this is uh the two that you narrowed it down to are actually who are facing each other in the second round it is no dumbass questions versus uh usc baby and i picked usc baby and sully picked no dumbass questions (laughs) so our tiebreaker was going to twitter and by the time this recording comes out the tie-breaking results are done, and the winner, sixty-two percent, which is not a big margin, is USC baby. So, really? so, wow. and, okay. and this well, the I mean, thing is, what you chose was actually the number one seed in that region. So, kind of an upset wow. here. No dumbass questions is out. Damn, that's yeah. a good one. But USC baby is that? That's that's killer. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's like that's like not even an upset. That's almost like. Oh man, I wish Dre was here when he could give me like an upset that like you you were glad that they won kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? that, that's that's something kinda that like, I, I keep outlining throughout this bracket is that like there are no losers in this bracket. Yeah. They're all winners. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, let's try to fly Very through good. these uh, these these okay. last two regions here. Uh, which one do you want to do? Best games or best plays? Actually, no. Let's just say best plays for last. Okay. Best games. We have the. 2019 NBA Finals Game Six restarted the game on that 11 point run. Ooh. We have Game Six again, Eastern Conference Semifinals last year against the Celtics. Yeah, we have Game Seven, Eastern Conference Semifinals 2016 against the Miami Heat, where he carried the Raptors. Ooh, he killed that one. And yeah. finally, we have last year the 30 point comeback against the Mavericks. So, my friend, um, choose the best game of Lowry's career. You got a pair of game sixes, to... and you got a game seven, and you have one regular season game. I think you have to go with the, the game six NBA Finals. Yep. Because how he started was incredible. 
like you, everyone's going to expect oh, Kawhi is going to go go hard or even Fred at at that point because he was playing a pretty good season but or series but when Kyle Lowry came out guns a blazing 3 3 layup 2 yeah. 3 like it wasn't missing anything and then we went up on like I don't know I think it was like 19 to to 11 or something like that that like he was the he, he punched he threw the first punch yeah. and no other player outside for the Raptors I, I'm glad it was Kyle Lowry that threw that first punch. And yeah. and I remember all of the naysayers, man, all of them. That was the one that was like, you kept your receipt, you know? Yeah. When, yeah. when you felt that everyone was, was a not for Lowry, that was the one you were like, see, I told you. Yeah. I told you in the biggest stage of his career, I told you. So I, I you, you kind of have to go with game six NBA finals. And and the one you selected just happens to be the number one seed in that region, so it's a it's a solid choice. It's a solid yeah, choice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. All right. Uh, the last section we have best plays. Oh man, this was a lot of fun. Uh, and the four that are left, we have, uh, we actually have the so the end of game one of the NBA Finals. The game was already decided. Lowry hit a pull up three with like thirty seconds. The game was over already, but like the crowd knew it. We were gonna win. Game one of the NBA Finals, first time in Canada. Yeah. And he just pulled up from like 30 feet and hit a three-pointer. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, again, the yeah. Raptors were already up by nine. The, the the Warriors were just playing out the clock. He hit mm-hmm. a three and like, I swear the roof almost blew off. So that's mm-hmm. one of them. Then we have taking a charge at the All-Star game. Then we have two of his greatest plays in terms of like how I've titled them. One is his greatest steal. And that's the steal on Middleton that led to the Kawhi dunk over Giannis in game okay, six. Okay. And the longest pass, the pass to OG for the oh. buzzer beater. So those are your four choices, your final four choices oh. Oh, for best plays. Man. I hope who's ever listening right now can feel my pain. Yeah. It's, oh, it's trying hard to choose this. Right it's now. hard, man. It is difficult. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you my two, and I want to know if the two were the last two. Oh, actually, I can't even answer that because they're really? both of these were ties. Like all, oh. all four of these ended up in a tie. No That's way. Twenty five percent of, of no, votes. No, 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 no. In, in like the matchups themselves, like me and oh, Sully, okay, me okay, and okay. Sully were divided on the two matchups. So it okay, went to Twitter. But anyways, go on. Go on. So regardless, okay, I, I I've chosen, I've chosen, okay, but the okay. one that I, I the two I went against was, um, the pass to OG. Mm-hmm. OG shot that one, but if it wasn't for that pass over Taco Fall, over yep. an outstretched Taco Fall, mm-hmm. you don't get that shot from OG. Yep. So I want to say I I wanted to say that one, but I I and this is not even in game. Uh, or a game that counts, but I have to go with the charges. It's crazy, right? I have to. Like, okay, so there is a couple of things that happened in in Raptors lore when it comes to the All Star festivities. The Vince Carter dunks, and I'm not trying to say that Vince Carter dunk or or Kyle Lowry is on the pedestal of Vince Carter dunks, but there are a few things where you kind of stop and think, like, I haven't seen that before. I've seen everyone have seen charges, but tell me, tell me the last time you saw a charge that was taken seriously during a pitiful moment in an all-star game. That Never. Was a charge. Exactly. Never. And not only that, it was a charge from his old team at Kawhi Leonard. And another one that was a delayed call against James Harden. 
And that was both of them was like in a really pivotal, pivotal moment. And everyone was going crazy. You got half of the fans that were going cheering for that and half the fans that were like, oh, my God, why would you call the charge during an all-star game? So the confliction of what Kyle Lowry did because of charges that he's done for his entire career during an all-star game, pure Lowry. So I'm going to go with the charges. Uh, Both of your choices were my two choices. Uh, Sully uh, chose the other two in our matchups. It went to Twitter. Oh, man. First, it was icing game one of the finals versus all-star game charges. The winner, 55 to 45% icing wow. game one. So all-star no. game charges is out. Really? Oh, I know. That makes me upset. Oh, I know. And no. my reasoning in the write-up, my reasoning is like fairly similar to what you just said. Like, come on. Oh, no. My reasoning was if... If you were to make a statue of Kyle Lowry, wouldn't it be taking a charge? <laughs> That's be. why this play has to move on. <laughs> uh, and then in the other it one, this was and like... And it wouldn't be... Yeah. You know what? It wouldn't even be like one player. It would be all different types of players all at once charging over Lowry because like he's taking charges from all types of people. You know, it could be a point guard, shooting guard, center, big man. It doesn't matter. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's not just one player. It's true. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And sorry. And, and the last uh, one was the, yeah. the, it was actually, it, we had the poll open until 10 p.m. And almost at uh, 9.58, 959, it was actually 50-50 on the no steal, steal in game six versus the pass. And someone, like two people voted for the steal. At the last second, so wow. both of our choices are out. No, um, but yeah, that's okay. that's this is this is a ridiculous bracket because Kyle is just he's the groat, right? And yeah, he has absolutely. so many things that we got to pick from. Absolutely. Well, before we do that, man, Jay, I know that the bracket isn't finished yet, obviously. So, where can uh, the audience go find us and vote? Yeah, definitely visit Raptors HQ. Um, comment with your votes. We are going to be doing twitter polls not only on tiebreakers moving forward for the quarters semis and finals it's all you guys so make sure that you tune into twitter when we put out those polls and let's select kyle lowry's best game play quote whatever uh let's let's celebrate the greatness that is kyle lowry as for me you can find me on twitter at rosalasaurus i will be on cp24 tonight well not tonight tonight but that's the name of the show uh around i think it's either 8 10 or 8 40 p.m on friday during during the jazz game during the day the jazz game so i imagine none of you are gonna actually watch it so that's okay (laughs) uh please do watch the raptors and the jazz um and also you know i have got my my weekly wrap-up which is going out every monday and uh yeah, I think that's it for me. Amazing, man. Well, they, that, that's a lot of fun, man. Brackets are for brackets for breakfast. That should be your own segment. Brackets for but, breakfast. Uh, right? There it is. Um, well, before I go, you can find, don't, don't forget, you can find uh, Andreas uh, on Twitter at uh, Andreas Babs, A-N-D-R-E-A-S Babs. Uh, and you can also find his Films Fatale that I'm sure he's working on right now on Twitter, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E. Uh, and he also has a podcast called The K-Cat, so make sure you uh, f- follow him there. You can find us on Twitter at That's A Rat Podcast, or pod, That's A Rat Pod. You can find this podcast on all of your podcatchers. Just search up Raptors HQ. And again, I want to let you guys know that we have something in the works, so make sure to keep following us on Twitter to see what's going on. Uh, but until then, Jay, and dream wherever you are. 
That's a wrap.